<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Neighborhood retailing, or more commonly known as Sari Sari stores, are widely spread across the country. It has been one of the common businesses that Filipinos tend to try when looking for a small business opportunity. But in 2017, the industry shifted. There was a decline in Sari Sari stores, and with that came the rise of the convenience stores. But as the global pandemic hit three years after convenience stores rose, you would expect the growing industry to slow down. With public establishments being regulated because of the continuous changes in quarantine protocols, convenience stores face a new dilemma. In creating the perfect customer experience, convenience is indeed of essence. But how do you deliver that in the time of a global pandemic? Today, we're joined by our guest, Harvey Ong, the Chief Operating Officer of Alphamart Trading Companies. With over three decades of experience in the industry, Harvey Ong has experienced working with industry-leading companies such as Metro Retail, Jollibee, and Fonterra Brands Philippines. Our guests will talk about customer experiences in the food and restaurant industry. As we dive deep on the customer experience with Harvey Ong, we hope to touch on how the convenience stores industry struggled and adapted in the time of the pandemic. Come join us in this episode of Customer Experience Obsession. Hi, I'm Agnes Arvasho, Chief Executive Officer at MDI Novari Technologies, and this is my Digital Impact. My Digital Impact Impact is a podcast from MDI Novari Technologies. Discover one of the most awesome and coolest places on earth to work in. Discover MDI Novari. We can say that we're fun, that we're cool. Whoever says they're cool is not really cool. That we have a ping pong table in our office. But we don't. If we are different, that's who we are. That's what we are. Different. In our eyes, being different is a good thing. Everyone is an original. It means I'm unique. It's my individuality and you respect that. It's me doing me. We are different. But in MDI Novare, here, we all feel the same. We complement each other's differences. Our differences unite us and make us whole. Our differences bring us all together on equal footing. Common ground. Uneven sleep. Clearing the way for a blank canvas that we can all work on together. As a team. With a common goal. We are proud and loud lovers for what we do. Working together, inspired to create change and impact. We are passionate and fierce about what we could be. Ready to charge forward undaunted by impossibilities. We step up to the plate. We are recognized for our victories. We are applauded for our wins. In MDI Navarre, we celebrate you. We celebrate me. We We celebrate celebrate us. us. Come Come join join us. Be MDI Navarre. Be different. At MDI Navarre, be different, be us. You're listening to My Digital Impact. My Digital Impact.
Here in Customer Experience Obsession, I talk with fellow business leaders about relatable moments on customer excellence and teachable experiences on customer service. Without any further ado, let's all welcome Harvey Ong. Honored to have you here in the show. Welcome to my digital impact, Harvey. Hello, Agnes. Thank you again for the invitation. Pleasure to be here. No, it's our pleasure. Thank you very much for accepting it. How are you, Harvey? You know, I'm, I'm sure you've been asked this question so many times, and um, I'm sure our, our listeners still want to hear it. How are you these days? You know, COVID-19 is something nobody can claim experience on. <sighs> well, I where know, do right? I begin? Uh, well, when it started, <laughs> we thought this would be a three-month thing. We thought it's going to be a six-month thing, a 12-month thing, and here we are on our 20th uh, month and still there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we're like everyone else. Uh, we are coping as, as, as hard as we can, as well as we can. Uh, but given that uh, we are in the uh, essential services, uh, I just, I, I mean, I, I must say it's a, it's a privilege and uh, we are truly grateful for the opportunity to be of service during this time. So yeah, I mean, that, that keeps us going. Thank you for that. I don't think I need to introduce who Alpha Mart is. You know, you guys have gone a really long way. In my previous life, we actually provided you your point of sale systems. Oh, we were the, right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the company I worked for was uh, servicing those in Indonesia, which is the biggest number of convenience store in the world, if I'm not mistaken. That's and right. uh, when they came to the Philippines, I was a very proud person to shake the hand of your founder, Robert Kui. Uh, so I don't think I need to introduce Alpha Mart, but you might want to tell our listeners, what do you do for Alpha Mart? Yeah, well, thanks for that, Agnes. Uh, well, I've been with the Alpha Mart for, uh, hmm, for almost five years, so this, this, this November, time flies. Uh, and I'm currently serving as the, as the CEO. So I report mm -hmm. to the uh, to the owners of the company, and uh, for I think for some of your viewers who may not be uh, aware, uh, Alpha Mart just turned seven years old this year. Uh, our first stores opened in June 2014. Correct. And uh, we are a joint venture in the Philippines uh, between uh, well Alpha Mart in Indonesia uh, and uh, and the SM Group of companies. And uh, Alpha Mart Indonesia, together with uh, its rival Indomaret. Uh, together, they uh, they have something like thirty five thousand stores right now all across right. Indonesia, right? Still so, blows my mind. That number still blows my mind. You know, when I first saw that, it was sixteen thousand stores. And I was like, oh my god, right. that's a right. lot, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, but you know, in terms of uh, density, uh, it, it, it's still nowhere near the likes of uh, Japan, Taiwan, uh, Hong Kong, Korea, right? So it's, it's still a long ways to go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, uh, I think uh, Alpha Mart, uh, we were lucky uh, given the uh, service and products that we sell during this time of the pandemic uh, has enabled us to continue our expansion plan uh, despite the pandemic. How many so stores now? How many stores now for you? Well, we have 1,152 hours this morning. We opened two more stores this morning. Oh, so. congratulations. Congratulations. And uh, what number are you thinking of as we end 2021? We will end this year with at least a thousand two hundred stores. I see. Content na lang. You'll you'll be getting there, na. Oh no, it's 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 gonna be a, a long list <laughs> to go. Uh, Two will reach ten thousand. So yeah, still already they said. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Before Alpha Mart, what 
You want to share with us your experiences? What were you doing before Alpha Mart? I know you got the call from, you know, from the chair herself. And that must have been like, wow, this is this is a totally different experience, Deva. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure before Alpha Mart, you already have like what customer service is all about. So please share with us in our audience regarding that. That's right, Agnes. Uh, I'm actually an accidental retailer. Uh, I, I joined retail relatively late in my life. I, I started in FMCG. I joined uh, Procter & Gamble. And I was in brand marketing. So early on in life, uh, there was the mantra, consumer is boss. And in, in P&G marketing, brand marketing, the only way to beat competition is to know your consumer uh, better than anybody. So I, I, I spent my growing up years uh, with Procter & Gamble. Uh, I started in the Philippines, uh, but eventually moved to the regional headquarters uh, for the second half of my career there. And I was lucky enough to, to be based uh, out of Singapore. Wow. From, from there, I moved to a totally different industry. It's the uh, alcoholic beverage industry. I, I moved to a company called Diageo. Uh, it's the, yes. the world's biggest drinks, uh, alcoholic drinks company. Uh, uh, Johnny Walker is the yes. most famous brand. And I, uh, I spent a year in the, uh, in the regional office in Singapore. And then my dream came true. I spent three years uh, in Taiwan. Uh, it's, a, it's a great place for me to, to test my, my, my Mandarin skill, my Chinese skills for stuff. Uh, but more than anything, it enabled me to get closer to my, to my roots because my mm-hmm. forefathers uh, came from China. And uh, in Taiwan, you get the best of both worlds. You, you get to understand Chinese culture in a first mm-hmm. world country setting. So that was magnificent uh, first three years. Uh, and then I moved to a New Zealand company, Kiwi company called Fonterra. Uh, Fonterra mm-hmm. is the world's biggest dairy company. Exactly. Uh, yes. Brands like Anchor, Andine, and Anma, and the likes. And then from there, I moved again to a totally different industry. I moved to the uh, uh, quick service restaurant industry. Uh, I, I moved to Jollibee, and I, I served there for uh, a few years. And I was about to move to another company uh, when one of the headhunters uh, convinced me to try my hand in, uh, in, in retail. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Tried, I did, and uh, yeah. So here I am right now with, uh, with Alpha Mark. Wow, what a journey, huh? What a journey, and, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Philippines, Singapore, and your dream place to be, Taiwan. I assume you were staying in Taipei and yes. back to the Philippines, right? Via right. Jollibee, and, and now you find yourself in Alpha Mart. So thank you for that, Harvey. I'm sure a lot of people are so inspired because, you know, nothing like experiencing working on the other side of the ocean, so to speak, right? Alpha Mart, everybody knows who Alpha Mart is. I see so many Alpha Marts now in the in the Philippines. I go to the provinces, you're there, and I think that's uh, where you guys want to be. But who are your main customers at Alpha Mart? Well, uh, I'd like to call them uh, residents of uh, the underserved communities. And, and when I say underserved communities, uh, these are the barangays, no? the neighborhoods that are you know, sparsely populated. They, they, they're not very dense, uh, which is why the bigger supermarkets have not sort of entering them. Supermarkets usually need like 20,000 mm-hmm. uh, residents to become viable, right? Uh, and so in these areas, they don't have that many people. So as a result, there's no supermarket nearby. And so when they go for their weekly or even monthly needs, uh, they, they have no choice but to, you know, uh, take the, the tricycle or, 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 or the jeepney or both. So it's, it's quite, a, quite a task, quite, quite cumbersome for them. And also quite costly, you know, to, to, to go to a, to a, to a supermarket. 
And, uh, you know, this was, I remember once, uh, every Thursday, Agnes, I, I go and visit my stores. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, during my visits, uh, if I uh, chance across a, uh, a shopper, I, I you know, tried to interview them. And I was asking this Lola, I said, what, why do you shop regularly in Alphama? And she gave me a, a, a response that floored me. She said that, because uh, uh, in Alphama, I don't need to be Right? Ah. And and true enough, that that's when I realized. Oh man, no, you know when I when, when you see the people in in Alpha Mart, what they wear, uh, like in this case, the Lola, she was wearing a duster. I, I don't know what's that. Du- I don't know what's duster in English. We call it duster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> strange name. Sorry, can't uh, help, can't help you too. <laughs> you just have to translate it. Uh, duster and uh, chinelas. And, yeah. and and true enough, yeah, and then the guys would be in there. Everyone is wearing shorts, means and sandal. Uh, it's such an extension of their pantry right now that uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't have to change. They they feel at home. So we are uh, our positioning. We are a, a neighborhood store, so to speak. You know, you're you're saying you're like a convenience store, really, in in a regular, not so densely populated um, neighborhood, right? And parang parang people are saying, yeah, it's it's a glorified sari sari store with a big brand attached to it, right? And um, parang people are asking, so are we saying the sari sari store is a competitor to to Alpha right. Mart, and right. and how are you guys differentiated from each right. other? Right. Wow, uh, I have a lot of things to say about that question. Uh, well, first of all, uh, we are not a convenience store. We, we look like a convenience store, but we're actually closer to a mini grocery or a mini supermarket, if you will. So mm-hmm. our assortment of products you know, would easily be at least two to three times more than you'll find in a, uh, in a uh, regular convenience store. And uh, for example, you will find a wide assortment of frozen meat, You'll find some frozen chicken, you'll find beef, you'll find pork, uh, fish head, cream dory, uh, everything. Cabbage. Uh, some far, yeah, Cabbage. vegetables, vegetables, <laughs> uh, fruits. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, we're really a compact supermarket. It's just that from the outside, we look like a convenience store, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. so you, you, you have to go inside an alphabet before you realize, wow, this is, this is actually a compact supermarket. Uh, so that's number one. And number two, it's where we compete. Uh, most of the convenience stores uh, you will see uh, are not in the residential areas. They're, they're closer to the offices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A broad majority of them are. So we, on the other hand, we're the reverse. We have less than, say, 2% of our stores uh, are in the commercial areas. 98% are, are in the residential areas. So having said that, I think whether you are a sari sari store, whether you're a convenience store, which, which cater more to the office goers, so that's where they go. Break times. BPOs love convenience stores, and that's why convenience stores have a wide selection of ready-to-eat meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're a size-size store, a convenience store, or, or or a mini supermarket like us, or a big supermarket, I think we all have our own rules to play. Uh, we cater to different sets of people at different times of day, and we give them the products that they need during that time of the day. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we, you know, I think the retail space is big enough for all of us to to coexist. You know? I see. It's always been a question in my head, no, that this is a, an Indonesian brand. 
originally, right? right? Yes. Brought to the Philippines. And, and I'm sure a lot of the studies, a lot of how they say it, like uh, proof of concepts has actually originated from Indonesia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even your POS system is actually, you know, something that was adapted from Indonesia. And I'd like to find out, what is the difference between the customer and the customer experience in, in the two places, like like right. an Alpha Mart in Jakarta, for example, versus an Alpha Mart, for example, in in let's say Paranaque, for example, and I know you you have uh, quite a number there. What would be the difference in the customer and the customer experience that you bring over? Right. Well, I think I'll start first with what makes us different from Alpha Mart in Indonesia. I mean, uh, by and large, it's a a copy and paste uh, formula, right? But I think there is one big difference, and I and I alluded to this late uh, a while ago. Alpha Mart in Indonesia does not serve frozen meat, right? Mm, mm. Our board out here, uh, in, in in particular, Mr. Herbert C, who's uh, very active mm-hmm. in the board. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Herbert C, given his you know his knowledge of of, of the retail landscape, working on SM supermarket, SM hypermarket, save more. He he knew his sense that. What's important in, in these local neighborhoods is not just the you know, the usual categories, the canned foods and all the stuff. To win, we needed to have frozen, and that was mm-hmm. a big adjustment because the Indonesian model did not carry frozen. You know, they carry mm-hmm. ice cream, yes, but never they never carried frozen meat. So in terms of the supply chain handling of it and the layout in the store, that that was something new. But that's a credit to this uh, to this collaboration between the two partners. Uh, you know, there, there are some franchisers, franchisee relationships where you cannot tweak the model, right? Mm-hmm. But this was a big, uh, big change because it, it, it did two things. Number one, it was a differentiator. Uh, mm-hmm. With all these frozen meat uh, and vegetables and foods, it became easy uh, for the shoppers to differentiate Alpha Mart from a uh, regular community. Uh, and then second, you know, it was very, uh, you know, for two weeks ago, uh, you know, during this pandemic, uh, the sales of uh, these poses have, have really skyrocketed as the uh, shoppers decided that you know, they prefer to, to set up uh, uh, eating out. So, yeah, so uh, I think if you compare it with, uh, with Indonesia in terms of the whole experience, uh, mm-hmm. our assortment is, 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 uh, is different from them in the sense that we have frozen meat. But I think other than that, uh, I think they should have the same uh, level of uh, customer experience because uh, everything is really just... Goodness, Harvey, there's so much activity going on in your end. I could hear people moving furniture. I know you're moving to a fantastic new location. I've seen you guys there in that location from the inception of Alpha Mart in Manila. We were delivering the first POS in the cash boxes uh, where we're also Sorry about there. That. And no, 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 no. It's it's just like I know it's a flurry of activity on your end. And uh, you have mentioned, and congratulations, you crossed the 1,000 barrier already in, in November 2020, despite the current situation that we're in, right? And, you know, parang, parang it blows my mind thinking about it from the standpoint of, oh, diba, parang it's retail, diba, dapat affected and all that stuff. And yet, you know, you reach a certain milestone. And what do you think brought you there? What what contributed to you reaching that milestone and continuing to, to look at uh, the end of the year with a bigger number of stores? Yeah, you know, uh, Agnes, when uh, the pandemic hit us uh, around last year, we were at around uh, 850 stores, thereabouts. No? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we asked ourselves, uh, should we just stop? 
should we just stop? Sorry, we, we had around 800 stores. <laughs> Uh, should we just stop and wait for the uh, pandemic to be over before we resume our expansion? And I would like to, well, first of all, I would like to credit our investors for giving that decision to us, uh, for letting us make that decision. They they would have been fine either way. Uh, and so I, I spoke to my people uh, because there was a huge risk in continuing to add to our stores, right? Because we didn't know how the pandemic is going to turn. And even if we were selling essentials with the shorter working hours and all these lockdowns and ordinances, you know, uh, a lot of our uh, store sales started to go down. Daily change, no? Daily change. It rose. That's right. That's right. And, you know, everyone I spoke to wanted us to continue to expand. Uh, Our business development said, you know, if we do not expand, uh, the lessors will not get their rent in our contractors you know, their people, if they don't build, they won't have any jobs. Uh, our HR wanted to continue to expand because they, you know, wanted to hire more people. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, majority of my employees said, you know, uh, our mission is to uplift the lives of people in the underserved communities. So now's the time that they need us. So it makes sense for us to continue to expand. So it's it's amazing that a single person I spoke to said, let's stop. So, you know, I, I felt good. I didn't want to make the decision alone without uh, getting the support of my people. So it was backed up by almost everyone. So, yeah, so we decided to expand in the time. And it the paid future. off. And it paid off. Gosh, right? Well, the jury is still out on that, really. I so, uh, I mean, years from now, years from now, they would have said you, you made a brave wise decision or they would have said you know you made a foolish uh, decision uh, I will brave tell. though right yeah. they're brave though yeah. yeah I mean like you know I one of the things that's very common in the responses that I've been getting in in our guests is that the pandemic has brought another facet to how business decisions are made it's not always like oh we're gonna make more margins we're gonna capture more of the market we're gonna be bigger than the other guy it's no longer that anymore. It's more like, oh, we need to expand because we need to continue serving the underserved communities. We need to expand because it's going to give more jobs to people. We have planned this already and the workers are going to be out of jobs. It has just brought so much more of the human facet into the decision, right. the business decisions that are being made. And, you know, I'm so a drama kind of person, Harvey. I wish you could see my goosebumps right now because... It is a common theme to all the business leaders that I have been speaking to. And that just makes me really, really happy about the conversations that I'm having. I'm sure more people will come and experience that as they enter your stores. You know, I mean, I'm one of them. Like last night, for example, I lacked raisins in my kitchen, in my menu. And, you know, Yaya said, I'm going to hop off to the Alpha Mart. You know, she she was driven to the very near Alpha Mart and she came home with like, uh, I only need half a cup of raisins. Yeah, yeah. Not six packets. <laughs> Somewhere very, very near. If I needed something like, you know, like a slab of frozen meat or like, you know, the raisins that I needed last night. Now I'm excited to more about Alpha Mart. And before we proceed to the next topic, let's hear a message from our dear partners. We will be right back. Dell is happy to be a part of this podcast. At Dell Technologies, we are driven by the world we want to live in. And so we believe in working with our customers to secure a digital future, advancing sustainability, cultivating inclusion, transforming lives, and upholding ethics and privacy are embedded in everything we do. Email us at 
insidesales at mdi.net.ph and let's start leading the way to build a smart and safer country. And we're back. Thank you so much to our partners. I'm still here with Harvey Ong, Chief Operating Officer of Alpha Mart. I hope you're enjoying our show so far, Harvey. Very much. Because I Thank am. You. Because I am. Thank you, you for know, this platform. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really, 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 how do I say it? My, my, my heart is kind of happy because of uh, the responses that I have been getting. I, I I told you, you know, before we went on the break that uh, the business decisions are largely made with, uh, you know, profits and, and all those numbers behind it. But um, like you said, only time will tell whether you were brave and smart about it or brave and foolish. But uh, I really think it's going to be the former rather than the latter. And, you know, I want to go back again. I'm sure this is a question that has been asked of you numerous times, all the time and all that. And um, I'm sure that our listeners have heard this question being asked of everyone as well. But other than the fact that all those rules are changing every day, you know, I'm sure your supply chain is hit massively as well. Not just the stores itself, but but your supply chain, because uh, our rules are changing overnight. Today, this is allowed. Tomorrow, it's not. Today, this is the this is your your window for delivery. Tomorrow, it's this, and then suddenly, before you wake up in the morning, oh, it's this again. Other than those obstacles, are there things that probably me as a layperson in the retail industry? do not really realize or do not really see us as a major obstacle when COVID-19 hit us. Right. You know, I, I think the biggest obstacle you, you, uh, you, you pointed out already, it was really the supply chain disruption because, you know, our suppliers, they were, they were down for a long time. And so uh, even if they were up, they couldn't, you know, they didn't have enough people because people were not reporting to work. So they didn't have people who would replenish our distribution centers, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But aside from that, you know, I was worried that we wouldn't have enough people, uh, Agnes, uh, during the first month to keep our stores run. You know, in the first uh, two months of this uh, COVID thing, we told our people, uh, if you don't go to work, you still get paid. Uh, and if you go, to, and if you go wow. to work, you'll, you, you'll get a small premium, right? Wow. But, you know, the small premium is it's just a percentage. And so uh, you'll be tempted to just stay home, right? It's a small premium, uh, but Agnes, we did not close out a single store. My worst nightmare wow. was uh, we closed stores when the when the municipality said close it, right? But we did not have to close any store because we didn't have enough people who wanted to to manage. Wow, wow! I'm, I'm reminded of purpose. You know, you know, you know retail people. Uh, I, I realized it's such a thankless job. Uh, before I joined retail, you know, the number of times that you got mad at the waitress for not serving you well. Or, <laughs> you know, re- retail workers get get so much flack for all the mistakes that they do. Some of them even get posted on, on, on social media. For, oh, for especially now, Neva. Right? Especially now. But, but, during, but during this pandemic, overnight, people saw how important they are. Right, you're not just selling me my groceries. You are keeping this community fed. You are risking your life going to work. And I've had so many people, staff. One of them I met on his way to work. Agnes, he walked for three hours because he couldn't find any transportation. Uh, I met people who, on their own, after their work is done, 
they would deliver the groceries to the regular customers because they're senior citizens who can't go out and they do it on their free time. They do it for free. And the only thing I can think of, right, it's not just Pama Mazari, it's pride of purpose. They're proud of their purpose. And for the longest time, they, they didn't see that because no one appreciated them. And so for me, my, my simple lesson here is, you know, it's about the power of employee engagement because number one, employees Fantastic. Want, this is employees so want fantastic. to matter. Right? Wow. Yeah. wow. Employees want to matter and they want to do work that matters. And so this pandemic, it really gave a lot of opportunities for these unsung heroes to become heroes. And you know, the outpouring of support, you know, in, in social media, when people would take pictures, when they would eat their food. And so I think, you know, when, when I look back, sabi ko, wow, this is such a humbling experience for me. Uh, and it's such Fantastic a pleasure experience. to experience. Yeah. yeah. It's such a, wow, gosh, this is a fantastic, fantastic conversation, Harvey. You don't know how happy you're making me by sharing all of these positive experiences. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it started from, no, no, we have to continue. We have to serve our underserved communities. And it just balloon and balloon and balloon from there. How very nice to hear. Thank you for sharing that with us, Harvey. But one thing that that always I think about, how do you keep the safety, the health protocols going on in the store? I mean, what, what sort of levels of safety are you practicing? Uh, I'm sure it was a lot of added cost to you, um, yeah, yes. you know, entering right. into the pandemic. But but right. how, how did you make that happen? Well, First of all, we had to comply with all the uh, safety measures. No? So we had you know, all these uh, plastic buyers erected as fast as we could. Admittedly, it took time because we had just a few a number of people who can do it. Uh, but aside from that, we provided the PPEs, we provided the vitamins. Uh, in, in some cases, where there's extreme lockdown for a limited time, we offered a, a transportation shuttle. For a limited time, we offered housing support so they could rent somewhere else. Wow. In areas where wow. we had big storage, we turned it into a, into a room. But I think one of our biggest investments was the vaccination. Right, we did a massive drive. Uh, we are close to ninety percent right now. Congratulations! Wow, wow! And this is all private purchase vaccines. Yes. Uh, well, wow. around five percent, I guess, would be their LGUs. So we have a database wow. of uh, who's on their first, second, second vax, who's scheduled, etc. So we want, you know, we it, around five percent are are pregnant or just just gave birth, and, and so it's going to be some time before they get the vax. But I remember on, on we we had a target particular target a particular month and we said that's the most important thing and so we sacrificed our business uh, some of the stores had to close early because we only have like two people per shift and they have to go to get their job and so if it's a choice between keeping the store running or keeping or getting our, our our employees to get their job simple decision you know we feed people with cars we excuse them on this day your job is to be the driver Oh, and they were fine with that. I'm sure yeah, they were. Yeah. So you know, uh, in in operations, the uh, it's only our area managers who, who who had cars, and they look after sixty to eighty stores. So for for areas, That's a small number. Yeah, it's quite a lot. So yeah, they would they would go around to, to like a bus driver, uh, ferrying their people, etc., uh, left and right. But yeah, so, you know, it was quite a uh, investment for us, uh, considering the man hours. But I think, you know, uh, at, at this point in time, uh, it's not about profits or whatever, it's about human lives. And uh, we owe it uh, to our employees. 
you know, to do whatever we can to make sure that they'll be safe. You know, RV, I was supposed to ask you what you what sets you guys apart. I think I have the answer already. You have just such a raw nerve in me, and I don't know if you caught me grabbing my tissue and dabbing on my eyes because uh, I didn't realize this is going to be uh, something like this. Thank you again. This is fantastic, fantastic news. I'm I'm happy to hear that 90% of your uh, population, your workforce, has been vaccinated because that's also important to, to us as consumers. You know, it's also very important to us. I think it's very clear the vision of Alpha Mart to serve the underserved segment of our communities is very, very clear. That is your North Star. And I think most of the decisions, if not all of your decisions, are based on you following that North Star. So this early, you know, congratulations, Harvey. This has been, you know, this is like, how do I say it? I learn more about Alpha Mart and the more I learn about you, the more you're making me a very loyal customer. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. And and you know, Again, I appreciate all the work, you know, Alphamart's been doing. And I'm sad to say this is going to be the last portion of our conversation. I'd like to talk about best practices. You know, it's all changing. At the end of the day, it's still a business. You have a North Star and it's the vision that you're following. Can you share with us, other than what you have shared so far, what are your best practices? And uh, I'm sure I'm sure our, our, our listeners who are your customers would definitely want to listen to that. Well, I think since I, I came on board, you know, we've had our usual training, how to do operations and all these hard skills. But really my, my, my focus uh, during my term here is to make, especially managers, despite the advances in technology, I, I know you're in the technology business, uh, despite all these advances, at the end of the day, retail is going to be a people business, right? The customer experience can only be as good as the employee experience. I agree. I so agree. And, you know, I I can say whatever I want here uh, to my management committee, but if it does not reach the people down there, right, uh, then it's then it's nothing. So, you know, people management is is, is, is at the heart of our training, uh, in our soft skills training. So everyone uh, uh, is, is focused on becoming a better leader. And uh, right now, you wow. know, if, if you ask me what's my well, my best practices, uh, I don't even know if it's the best practice, but it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. So every Thursday is when I go and visit the stores. Uh, I do it for a couple of reasons. One is uh, I want to, Talk to shoppers. Just say hello. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Yesterday, yesterday, the Lola saw... in the duster, right? yeah, because you yeah. get so much insight, right? Yeah, and, you know, and you know, yesterday I made this uh, Lola happy because uh, she bought a lot, and uh, she wanted to go to her car, and we only have one crew uh, behind. The other one was on the break, and I surprised her by carrying her bags. <laughs> and I walked into the her big car. Boss, the big boss doing that. Yeah, <laughs> we were having a chat while we were in the car. And, uh, you know, I wasn't wearing a uniform. Uh, and then she asked me, what do you, what do, you do now for more? She must be so honored. It's the big boss that carried my groceries for me today. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I, I love that because at the end of the day, she's my boss. She, she pays for my salary. And, uh, you know, when I when I go to my stores on Thursday, we're a tandem, me and the head of my quality assurance, right? And uh, we have different rules. The job of my quality assurance guy is to audit the store, to look for areas where we can do better, 
And my job, I'm the good cop. So I try to find the things that they're doing right. So, you know, I my, my mission there is to uplift and to inspire them and to thank them for whatever good thing I see. Sometimes I surprise them, I buy them stuff and write them some love notes. Some of them even Aww. frame it at the storage. So yeah, so that's that's one of the things I do on my Thursdays. Uh, Friday is different. Uh, mornings I spend doing my uh, virtual ikapian uh, in uh, or kamustan session, and I and I and I choose uh, HR chooses for me four to five people, uh, either rank rank ranking file or or supervisors, people who I can absolutely never meet, right? Uh, in my, in my otherwise, in no, otherwise, if not right. for that. Yeah, and so you know, I I use it uh, one hours to ask them about their background and how they're doing and etc. And then one one hour is uh, you know I, I share my uh, life story and my career lessons. And I've been doing this uh, since 2018. Uh, we used to do it live, but you know uh, this virtual thing. Credit to my HR, we uh, we pivoted very quickly. We're now into e-learning and and we. And so now I can do more of these uh, interactions virtually. Uh, so yeah, so those those are the two things that are sacred for me, you know, the, the customer and the employees. I'm, I'm so impressed. Let me tell you that, Harvey. And, um, you know, there's a lot of shared values, actually, listening to you. I share a lot of those values as well. But another thing that I was looking at your profile and uh, I heard you're a lifelong learner. That's actually a big portion of my personality myself. How do you think this has helped you in your career from the very beginning? And how has this impacted your work? I'm sure our listeners are going to be further inspired by how this has actually impacted your life and your career in general. Where do I begin? Uh, in, in 2005, I, I attended a, a talk given by... Uh, you know, one of the billionaires in Singapore, I forget his name. And he, he, he ended this talk by saying, the secret of his success is rice. And said, rice? What's, what's rice? And Sabina, rice is resources, ideas, connections, and experiences. The most important art, resource, is not money, it's not energy, it's time, right? So the secret to success is how you use your time, right? What do you do with it? Who, who do you do with it? I mean, who are the people you spend it with, right? So there's time. Ideas, you know, unless you meet new people and read different things, uh, your brain will not be stimulated and you will never come up with new ideas, right? Next is connections, right? The importance of strengthening the existing ones and continuously networking. And last but not least, experience. Either try to do different things or do the same thing in a different way. So actually, when when you look at it, these things, though, it, it it's really it's really about continuing to learn and continuing to to develop. That has guided me in my in my decisions, uh, and also this uh, book called Mindset, right? The difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And uh, as you can see in my in, in my journey, in my career, uh, that has guided my uh, career choices. I I moved from selling soap and shampoo to selling alcohol, to selling milk to selling fast food and, and moving from FMCG marketing to, to the retail side of the business. So I think, you know, uh, it's, it's all about, you know, uh, continuously exploring new things to stimulate me, uh, to be surrounded with, by people with thought leaders, with different ideas, to, to expand my connections, to come up with good experiences, all these things. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I could have chosen to just stick to one deal. And I think I, you know, who's to say I would not have come across that, right? Uh, but you know, it's it's a philosophy I've I've stuck with, and uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm 51. There's still a few years left in this horse, 
and uh, who knows what the next chapter ahead uh, <laughs> awaits for me, right? So yeah, it's a, exactly, it's a journey. exactly. It's a journey, and and you know, I've always believed in that myself. As long as I'm alive and kicking, there's still so much that to go. You know, I mean, right. like there's so much to learn, there's so much to do, and all that that stuff. That's right. right? That's right. You know, I'm also amazed that you do the Thursday visits to your stores because I think at the end of the day. You have two customers, the guys that you work with, your team, as well as the people who buy the stuff from your stores. And I think having all those visits, oh gosh, how many stores can you visit in one day? But I think that that really makes a huge impact in you making sure that you know exactly what people are looking for and how everybody feels. Because like you, I believe that employee experience spells employee engagement spells how it is that they're going to, you know, turn out the work that they do in the office, right? Productivity is equal to all of that. I think it's all directly proportional. That's and, right. That's right. And yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to, to know all of that things because this has just been a wonderful conversation, Harvey. Thank you. Fantastic. I'm really, really honored to have you on the podcast. And I'd like to thank the team for having somebody like you in the show today. I know it's, we're talking, we're supposed to talk about nothing except customer experience, but uh, you touch so many nerves there, making me feel good about, you know, as I approach the weekend. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, Agnes. Lifelong learning, taking care of your employees, making sure your employees are trained and having a North Star of what really matters to you is driving how your organization is, is moving towards that goal. And hey, being successful at it is not a bad thing as well. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you, Agnes. End, yeah, but before we end, is there anything you'd like to announce for Alpha Mart? What's next for you? Well, we are, I would say, not at the forefront uh, in terms of our uh, digital transformation efforts, uh, but we are catching up. And so, uh, <laughs> digital transformation. Yeah. You know who to talk to. <laughs> and, and 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 you know that's the that's that's one thing that I've uh, I've, I've asked uh, our CIO uh, Larry. Uh, I said, you know, we are not when you think about Walmart. We're, we're many things, but you don't think of us as the leader in uh, digital comes to the retail industry. And uh, I, I hope that changes in the next, within the next few years. Yeah, so that's going to be very big in my agenda. Yeah. And I think that opens us for another conversation, Harvey. Thank you very much for that. That's it for the episode. We'd like to thank our partners for their continuous support of this podcast. To our listeners, get updated with our latest episodes by following us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much again, Harvey. And to our dear listeners, again, that was Harvey Ong, Chief Operating Officer of Alphamart Trading Companies. This is Agnes Ravasho, always obsessed with excellence in customer experience. And this is my digital impact. Until the next episode, bye. This podcast is brought to you by Dell Technologies. MDI Novare works together with Dell to meet the commitment of helping organizations secure a digital future. Email us at insidesales at mdi.net.ph and let's start working together. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.